For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Adjacent. You're listening to the Sports Adjacent. Okay, I like that. I just learned something new today. Adjacent. With Jason Leisure and Russell Dorsey on the House of L Network. We're doing everything I dreamed of as an adjacent. I'm glad that you got here, man, because Tony was starting the show without you pretty much. (laughs) Opening topic was, does Russ have feelings? (laughs) What? Y'all got a misconception about me out in these streets, bro. He he was talking about a few different things. I was like, save it for the show. And he just keeps like he was ready to start. Tony just was Tony's ready. Well, start, bro, because I'm Tony I'm perplexed by what I just heard. Baker, as Baker would say. say. Yes. <laughs> Tony wakes up feeling dangerous every day. And now it's a question of what he does with that. Whether he uh, does his whole, you know, scooter ride through the neighborhood thing, or Tony. Some days it's okay to just wake up. Nah, man, you gotta you gotta wake up with a purpose, ready to take action. No, we don't always have to take action, bro. Get wake up, get some coffee, eat something. <laughs> Let's start there. I think that he secretly enjoys when you take an L in your uh, quote unquote wow. love life. I think he kind of likes it. I think he finds that entertaining. Tony, you, you're supposed to be my man. That's messed up. No, I, don't. I, I kind of do too, though. <laughs> what is wrong with y'all? <laughs> y'all? Oh my god! I thought you, well, it's entertaining. My guys, want me, it's, my guys out here praying on my downfall. Is well, me say you, you, you <laughs> oh got to understand what it's like on the. Uh, you got to understand what it's like on the other side. You're the man in the arena, absolutely. Because <laughs> my jersey and the rafters. I've been married almost 16 years, and right? uh, Tony's Tony's on his way. Uh, Tony's Tony, um Tony's in a very Tony's serious friend committed. married. So your love life, I, I feel weird even calling it that, but um, yeah, your, please let let's spare my mom, all right? Your adventures uh, is like a TV show to us. Oh my god, what is next episode going to bring? Yeah, <laughs> on so the season need, so finale of we need Rust. A little drama, other than uh, what's it going to be called? The season finale of Rust. <laughs> what's going to happen? Rust, can you keep about the audience with an update of about what? What I texted y'all about? Mm-hmm. That's what he. Absolute, oh yeah, look at him smiling. Absolute, I'm, see what I'm telling you, Russ. He loves this. Tony, absolutely not. Like, what are you, are you trying to get me killed out here? What is wrong with you? No, they all listen, Tony. They all listen. Mm. Sorry, but I cannot. Russ, I cannot Russ inform the, the the listeners. Russ is like you know, going thirteen and three or twelve and four most seasons. So I mean, Russ is like Chiefs, Rams, Buccaneers level. Like it's successful, but we need a little bit of this drama. We need every now and then we, we need you to lose every now and then to just to keep things interesting for us as the, uh, as the viewers. And I think that's what Tony's enjoying. <sighs> Tony, without divulging too much, what, what, what do you want to know about my, uh, the, the latest situation? You know, like, I think for a while I was like, man, 
Russ, he just don't care about him. He just, you know, just <laughs> oh my God. you know, mixing it up. But this 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 last recent update, I was like, oh, okay. He actually, you know, he actually likes <laughs> what I was, because I was sad. Yeah. <laughs> All right, how how can I do this? Tony, I'm not the heartless bastard that you portrayed me to be on this podcast. Like, I'm not at all. And honestly, if you asked anybody that I interacted with in that way, they would also tell you the same thing. Uh, I know it's funny for our content if you make me sound that way. And it is. Like, yeah, go back and listen. It's pretty funny. It's a, but you're, I'm you're not, a caricature of your real self. Uh, on here, show, you're kind well, of Tony, like try, ex- Tony tries to make me it's that. It's kind yes. of an exaggerated version of the real Russ, yes. Tony tried to make me like Black Hugh Hefner or something. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Tony, do you even know who that is? I do. Okay, cool, cool, cool. You have to make sure that didn't fly over his head. Or what? But no, like, he's, he's not with us anymore. Okay. He's been, he's been no longer with us for a little while. Mm. Um, but yeah, no, I, I've talked to y'all off the mic about how I treat people out here and it's like Jason be honest with the people like I'm not out here being a bad dude Russ is a caring human being see to a couple and I, I Russ I will testify to that in court <laughs> Tony <laughs> stop <laughs> oh my god what I appreciate though is that Russ uh Russ is not like Floyd Mayweather where he only posts the slips from all the bets that he wins no Russ is, Russ is pretty transparent Russ lets us yeah we get to really follow the drama and uh i don't want to say live vicariously but it, it is an entertaining show for tony and i to watch being in a much different situation than you no it, i if, if you can't be honest about the the l's with your friends who can you be honest with jesus so i well i hope you don't mind be being honest. honest about them with uh all of america no no i mean if, if, if as far as we let tony start things yeah i'd share my whole life Tony, also, uh, let's start the show here. Uh, welcome to Sports Adjacent. I'm Jason Leisure. You're hearing Russ Dorsey, as always, my co-host. And uh, Tony Gill, our producer slash instigator. And we are brought to you, as always, by Obvious Shirts. And I always want to shout out uh, our collection on there, Russ. They, I, I'm, always on, I'm always talking about all their good White Sox shirts. I'm a little biased, but I, I think all their White Sox shirts are really good. It's a good time to buy them, too. Playoffs coming up. And then uh, also their Chicago Red Star shirts look really nice. I like the colors and I like the uh, the designs on those. Really good. Um, you can get 10% off at Obvious Shirts by using our promo code ADJACENT10. And you already get free shipping there. So uh, it's definitely something you want to go look at. High quality shirts, good. Even if the shirt said nothing on them, they're really good, comfortable shirts. So I, I definitely want to uh, recommend you guys check that out. Russ, Tony also wanted to start doing – Tony, this is part of the problem with us – Mm-hmm. being friends and doing a show is you there's like all these things we i feel like we don't talk as much anymore because it, i'm mm-hmm. always like well let's not have this conversation now let's have this <laughs> on the show which part of that is because there are no normal conversations with you there's no just normal talk that's not going to go in seven weird directions mm-hmm. and russ what he was trying to tell me about before the show and i told him wait was that he cooked dinner the other night Uh-oh. And, uh oh yeah well he, i mean he he brought it up like he had completed a triathlon, like it was a, a pretty big accomplishment. So it seemed to me that like it was something Tony hadn't done before. It's it's the way I did it. I've cooked dinner before, but it's the way I did it. So um, I picked up the uh, the old lady uh, from work, 
And she's like, oh, man, what are we going to do for dinner? I was like, let's just go back to the apartment. Let's see, you know, what happens. So when when we got back to the apartment, I let her open the door. And I had the sultry tunes playing, right, over the YouTube TV. Um, I had the blanket. Wait, hold on. Out. What? Tony, <laughs> hold on, hold on. Tony is hilarious. What are, what are sultry, what sultry tunes did you have on? You had the R&B vibes on? Nah, it, I mean, no, nah, I'm not that cheesy. I had the chill hop playlist going on. First of all, R&B not cheesy. The chill hop. What yeah, is who, what are chill hop artists? Ooh, come on, man! Like I thought you of uh, of this group. Hey, oh, you. is that a genre? Chill hop? Yeah, it's like I've never heard of like it. smooth like hip hop beats that oh, play like on, okay. on YouTube playlists. Intermits, I mean, um, instrumentals and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I got you. I got you. I, I heard a new song over the weekend that in a in a lift in the back of a lift that I was delighted by by E forty called You and Dad. Tony, continue. <laughs> now that's good writing right there. I thought about having Tony do a, a, a reading segment on that. Was that on your playlist, Tom? No. Ah, someday. Um, but I had the candle. Gonna be on mine this weekend. Oh my god, Tony! Please yeah. keep this thing going. <laughs> um, I had the I had the candles going. Um, I had uh, the soft drinks available her favorite lemonade there uh and i was making dinner that dinner yo y'all, y'all gotta see tony's like most when he's describing things as the best part. he's talking about lemonade and he's like his hand motions and his whole like vibe is like he's a french waiter <laughs> so uh i made a a, a pan seared chicken breast seasoned oh, okay. with salt okay. pepper and uh, uh onion powder garlic powder you know, cooked at uh, the optimal temperature. Uh, and I've made some uh, sauteed as- asparagus, also seasoned with a little bit of uh, peppercorn. And He's doing the uh, chef's kiss hand motion, every single thing that he says. Yeah. <laughs> uh, with uh, lightly grazed with some uh, fresh Parmesan on the asparagus. Um, I just grazed? over, I overanalyzed that. I just put some chicken breasts in a, in a pot. Okay. All right. <laughs> and then just cooked it till done. Uh but yeah, it won definitely won me some points, man. Definitely won me some points. So and everything Boy, came out here. And now Russ is doing two hand <laughs> motions that I will not describe. Uh, <laughs> Tony, did it all work out? Did anybody get salmonella poisoning or no? I've actually perfected the chicken breast, I think, now okay. where like it's tender Got the timing now. The I, I let it sit the a requisite amount of time so the, the juices don't fall out. Um so yeah, I've I perfected the chicken breast and for some reason asparagus is my bag. It kinda happened accidentally. Like every time I make asparagus, it's like fire. And it's mm. like, all right, well I guess asparagus is my thing now. So but yeah, every everything turned out well. Uh she enjoyed it. Um after that we just kinda we uh watched a movie and just kinda enjoyed uh, the rest of the night just chilling so uh if you ever want to surprise your lady i would suggest doing that just randomly Cook, cooking on dinner. Monday. okay good job tony nobody's ever cooked dinner for their significant other before <laughs> this is a helpful tip from tony gill for dating um cook dinner for your significant other <laughs> yep uh tony when do you think was the last time you prepared a full meal like that um 
Hmm. Well, I cook for my family every Friday. We all have a day. So uh, every Friday is my day. So I end up cooking. So, but for a significant other, I've never done that. Okay. Yeah, that's and, I'm the, and, and I'm the bad guy. <laughs> hey, I had, to find, I had to find the right run that deserved it. I feel you. Russ, the, the NBA is back. Media days it are is. underway. So it's coming. It's still probably a month or so to the season. Uh, 23 days, if I'm okay. not mistaken. 22 uh-huh. days. I'm looking forward to it. I love it. I love when the NBA starts up again. I, as you know, and I think you agree with, not really endorsing what the Bulls' plan was, but here we are. Can, so let's enjoy. So it. I, I will say, I came on here after they like because um, Tony broke the Alex Caruso news to me, and I was very excited. <laughs> I'm sure, it was Demar Derozan or it was Demar Derozan, but Lonzo, yeah. and and then he said uh, Alex Caruso is coming too, <laughs> and I was shocked. Right, Russ was um, just kind of lulled by the first two, and then he went from six to midnight on Alex Caruso. I, I was pretty. Not disappointed, but it was just like I, I feel like it was the consolation prize, right? Because they didn't get like a superstar or anything like that. As the months have gone by, I'm more okay with it than I was then. I'm still on the in the position of, I mean, they're probably gonna be best case scenario a second round out, which I get it. Like they've been terrible for a little while, so them being a second round out is a good thing long run, and then maybe you can lure a big name superstar. But I'm I'm. I'm softening on the idea of Vooch and Zach Levine and Lonzo and DeMar and Alex Caruso. I don't know what they're going to do, but I'm just, I'm cool to be entertained. That's fine. Um, and you're I want around on it like a fan does. Oh, I want my guy, Adam Amin, shout out to Adam and Stacey King to be able to call entertaining games and not have to like come up with content for <laughs> two hours each night instead of, describing basketball <laughs> yes well as a fan it doesn't really matter it, uh whether you at this point in the year it doesn't really matter whether you agree with what they were trying to do at the time you can disagree whatever but like at this point i mean it's done so now i'd like to see it be as good as it could possibly be with the rosen and ball and levine and all these guys i i'm I hoping that like there's no sense in still sitting here fighting it so if the plan now is to you know, fight and scrap for the number four seed, then let's do it. We're in on this. Um, NBA always starts out with media days. And while the NBA is, I always think, one of the smartest leagues and has some of the most thoughtful players, uh, media days really brought out the fools, Russ. And yeah. uh, and, and I, that's kind of the, um, you know, the double the, the double nature of the pandemic and of COVID is uh, it, it is a deadly virus. It is also uh, it also will expose the fools among us, and uh, got a good list of them from Media Day. And who, who do you want to start with? You can spin the wheel between uh, oh, Andrew Wiggins, Kyrie Irving, and Brad Beal. Jesus, you don't want to do this, do you? I, I, don't. I don't either. Like, I don't really want to do COVID me, every week, but it for, keeps it, coming up. It's not even that. Like it's it's the fact that we're almost two years into global pandemic and after the millions of people who have lost their lives to this we're we should we should have been out of this a long time ago and we have people who think that they're smarter than everybody else 
right? Like, yes, Bradley Bill, of all the people in the world, you are the one that figured it all out. I am not vaccinated, no. You can't necessarily force anybody or, you know, kind of, you know, say it's time for a vaccine. Uh, I think you kind of let people come into their own about it. Do they do their research when they feel comfortable? I would like an explanation to, you know, people with vaccines, why are they still getting COVID? I mean, it's no different than somebody with a vaccine. Like I can, yes, I developed antibodies for it. So my chances will be less likely now as well, right? Let's start Congrats. with him. Let's start with him because his press conference, it, there's a lot of these like rhetorical, passive aggressive questions like, well, tell me why you guys keep getting COVID if you're vaccinated. He's not really looking for an answer on there. But at one point during that press conference, Russ, I don't know if you saw the clip, but he says something like, well, all it does is reduce your chances of going to the hospital and dying. It's like, um, that's good. That Right. Yes, it does. That's correct, Brad. Yes. And uh, Tony, that's the reason I was first in line to get one when I had the chance. Like I come on this podcast and talk about Tony like he says stuff like this. But I'm joking. Like this is really this is so frustrating because it's ignorance like that um that gets people killed. Yes. It gets people killed like it, that's what it boils down to. Like this is not just a oh, personal decision. Yes, we get it. But your personal decision is going to get somebody in your family killed. Or that misinformation, somebody who's a fan of yours is going to believe that and not get vaccinated and put themselves at greater risk to get this virus. Like, And the fact that, yes, Bradley Beal, if I get the vaccine, I could still get it. Yep, you're right, because we knew that, right? Yes, thank you, scientist Brad Beal. It, it, it's not a cure. It's You lessen your chances of getting it, and if you do get it, the chances of you being one asymptomatic or having mild symptoms is much higher. Yes. No, I don't. I've, I had somebody pass away because of COVID. Look, Carl Anthony Towns lost his mom and had it. He lost 50 pounds after he got COVID. This is a big, uh, a, a all-star big man in the NBA lost 50 pounds after having COVID. So it's like you could. And I think my issue is, and Steph Curry said this yesterday. It was like, "Yo, it's not like you, they gotta people gotta go searching for like if they want information to quote unquote do their own research." There's like you can go to anybody. There's epidemiologists, virologists, all these other people. The team can put you in contact with. You trust doctors for your sprained ankle, your torn ACL, your injured back, your 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 fractured vertebra, all this other stuff that you get injuries that you get. You trust them for that. But when it comes to keeping yourself safe from the virus, nah, I don't trust y'all for that. Yeah, I don't understand that. We've been getting vaccines for a long time. Flu shots, MMR. You can't go to school without getting vaccinated. Like, I don't understand. Yeah. You have to get, uh, what is it, the meningitis shot to go to college? Yes. Um, Tony, a lot of people, and this has come up with other topics in society too. The things that Russ is saying, you could say about anybody, athlete or not, all, anyone that's anti-vax. And a lot of times people say with sports, they want it, they want it separate. They want this to be separate from all the troubles of society. They don't want it entangled into all these issues in the world. And by the way, if you're one of those people, uh, you're listening to the wrong podcast and it's mm -hmm. okay. It's okay. You can find another one. There'll be plenty where they're breaking down middle relievers and third string tight ends. But Tony, you can't keep this stuff out of sports. 
And does this change for you as a basketball fan, how you view certain players? Because Brad Beal, for example, is a player I really, really like. And part of that is because I covered him when he was a college player. So I have like some attachment to that and some appreciation for how his career has gone. But you see these things with Kyrie Irving and him that just kind of make them hard for me to root for. I, I can't separate that. When I'm watching them in the games, when I flip on NBA on TNT, that factors into my viewing experience. I think that's the uh, that's the give and take of getting expanded coverage on the athletes. You get to actually know who these people are, um, <laughs> how they think. And sometimes you might not like them, and and then exactly that. And the more information you get, the more you realize is like. Yeah, I don't know if I like this person. Um, and again, mm-hmm. it's 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 a healthy way to make sure that you we don't deify any of these athletes because they are human. So you can enjoy what they do as their job, but you can respectfully disagree and on this subject specifically, aggressively disagree with what they're saying. And it's and again, like it's hard to get angry at this point because it's for me because it's like there's you just don't want to know and you just don't want to do this and you're just trying to find excuses in order not to do it. And it's like I can't argue with a person that doesn't want to listen to facts. Like I, I, we can't do that. So either they force them to do it, or they try to, or the NBA plays this game of. You know, well, you know, and here's the thing, too. I don't think the star players that are rightfully getting vaccinated are coming down hard enough. Like I listened to Andrew Wiggins. It's going to keep fighting for what I believe and whether it's one thing or another, get the vaccination or not get a vaccination. Who knows? I'm just going to, you know, keep fighting for what I believe and what I believe is right. You know, what's right to one person isn't right to the other, you know, vice versa. And I get that's your teammate, but I don't know this dude. And one, he's obviously not taking into account your safety either. So if I have to be on a plane with this guy, I have to, you know, play with this guy on my team, I'm going to be angry at him. And I'm going to be like, you're not being a good teammate. You are not, you're putting all of us at risk with your actions right now. And I don't feel like, the players are coming down hard enough on their teammates to shame them into getting it or shame them to leave the team. I think um, if, and you're right about what you're saying, Tony, I think if you listen to Steph, I think he kind of does that without saying it. Like he's kind of just like, Hey man, I think we, um, he had the, there's, there's, if he wants the information to do his own research, everybody's here like it you don't have to search far you don't live under a rock like there's all the information is available and we hope he's back but if not we got to move forward you know what i'm saying like i think without basically saying f andrew wiggins it's kind of just like hey man you can do what you want to do but whether you get vaccinated or not we're gonna move forward without you so it is what it is i gotta i gotta treat you like like a like a like a child that doesn't know what's good for themselves now it's like You know, he's you're you're a dumb person to me. At that point, <laughs> you aren't smart enough to be in my circle. You're not smart enough to be around me. You're okay, man. Whatever. 
Like, you know, like I can't, I, I, I have to dismiss you completely. And it's just, dude, like you, if we're just supposed to be like a brotherhood, like, right. When you're a teammate, you're trying to do something, you're trying to come together for a common goal and you get guys that aren't taking this pandemic seriously enough. And it's like, all right, well, don't stand by me. I don't want your locker by me. I don't want you anywhere around me, essentially. Like, I just, I'm not going to do it. Well, some of these guys are not going to be able to play, it seems like. I mean, there's there's serious yeah. concerns legally, and they're not going to make exceptions just because Kyrie Irving and Andrew Wiggins are famous. In the cities where they play, they will, they will not, as far as I understand it, Russ, I mean, unless something changes, it's pretty cut and dry. It's black and white. These guys cannot play in their home games indoors for vaccinated buildings. And I, I don't think the Nets are going to go outdoors and play at Rucker Park or something like that. No, I mean, Kyrie Irving is, I wonder if he's going to walk away from this entire thing. Yeah, no, Brian, I appreciate your questions, bro. Honestly, I, I like to keep that stuff private, man. I'm a, I'm a human being first and obviously living in this public sphere. Um, it's just a lot of questions about what's going on and you know, in the world of, of Kyrie. And, and I think I, I just uh, would love to just keep that private and, um, you know, handle it the right way with uh, my team and uh, go forward uh, together uh, with, with the plan. So, you know, obviously I'm not able to be present there today, um, but that doesn't mean that I'm, I'm putting any limits on the future of me being uh, able to join the team. And I just want to keep it that way. So we can keep that private. And if anybody has any further questions about that, please, it would be the same response. I would like to keep that private. Um, and just please respect that, you know, my privacy. Because why don't you want to clear that up to some extent? Yeah, please respect my privacy. Next question. Is in fans, too? They, they also want to know, not just us. Yeah, next question. He's got two years, $70 I mean, million. Dollars left. Been... He said he would retire if they traded him. But what yeah. he's got to understand, what Kyrie Irving probably doesn't get, because there seems to be a lot that he doesn't get. Someone tweeted that his whole vibe is like a guy that you know went off to college, went to one class, came back like he knows everything and just argues with everybody about everything, just a contrarian in every possible way. Kyrie Irving is not going to be a hero for giving up his career over the vaccine. It, and if he is, it will not be with the people he wants to mm-hmm. cherish him. Tony is a contrarian. The rest of these people are like just dumb. That's how I view it. Like Tony is the one where I'm like, all right, Tony. But I know Tony like has good intentions. These dudes yes. just like I don't even know what <laughs> what they they're doing. Like the Kyrie thing is it's frustrating because it's like it's not it's every season there's something, right? Oh, always with him. Yes. And it's not one of those things where it's like, oh, let's pick on Kyrie. Like, nobody ever starts this, whether it's the Earth is flat thing. The world starts it just by existing, Russ. Right. Like and He's I, just but out I'm, there looking for, like, ridiculous things to disagree with. He's a man like without he a just, cause. He's a man without a cause. He's fighting His cause is just to disagree. Yeah, yeah, it's just to be a contrarian at all times. Like, and I don't want to take away from, like, he's done a lot of humanitarian stuff, and I rock with that. But like some of this other stuff, man, it's just like I don't know, man. Like I'm, I'm. Yeah, I mean, and and I don't want to, you know, like because you're right. All these, a lot of these athletes have done a lot of great work in their community, Mm -hmm. but we can also provide nuance. You're an idiot. You are an idiot. 
you don't exempt like this is not one of those things where i have to work around my words and say hey you know you have the tendencies to be an idiot like no you're an idiot on this because it's public safety i would love if this was just an individual choice thing it it would work out for everybody right if this was an individual choice where you personally risk chance of getting sick and dying i would love that but it's not like that this is a community effort from everybody involved and it just it sucks that there's information out there that they don't want to look at and find the deepest darkest corners of the internet to justify their own biases i i like when this thing first started it's just like man i I don't want anybody to ever like get sick and die. Right. Right. Yeah. That's not me. Like, I know there are a lot of people like, up, oh, whatever. Tony, like, that's Tony's not what like I want. I, and I don't agree with that. Well, I, I was going to say, well, I, that's not what I want, but I've gotten to that point. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've never want anybody to get sick or die or anything like that. Cause as somebody who's had somebody pass away from this thing, that sucks. And to ha- every day yeah. be like, damn, I wish there was, there was a way to like, avoid this like i wish we had the vaccine sooner right because my cousin would still be here right and then when you hear people like nah i'm not getting that shit xyz because blah 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 blah, blah it's like it just feels bad and at the end of the day i'm Russ, I, I, I don't want anybody to die but if there's if that if that's their choice i don't feel i feel no ways if that's their choice well that's what i'm saying now like that's how i feel about it now like yeah. in the beginning that's not how i wanted it but now it's just like, well, if you're going to act that way and after all these months and everything we've seen, you still going to be like that. Like, I, I don't yeah. have any sympathy at this point. And you have you have Brad Beal. Brad Beal had COVID. It cost him the Olympics. He didn't get to play on the Olympic mm-hmm. team because mm-hmm. of it. And he was very nonchalant about that when they were asking him about his experience having it. And while I don't want him to exaggerate or or make something up. All he did, all he lost was his sense of smell. I believe he said it was a smell mm-hmm. or taste or both. Mm-hmm. He was not, he didn't really like feel sick other than that. And I don't want him to exaggerate that. Like, let's be honest. That's, that's good. I, and I'm happy for him that that's all the, all the bad it was for him. Um, but don't just shrug that off. Like that's how it is for everybody because it's mm-hmm. not, I mean, what he's, what he does when he downplays that in that way, just the tone in which he's talking about it. Again, I'm not asking the guy to, make stuff up about how horrible it was to scare everybody. It's no different than the way Donald Trump was shrugging that off and saying, eh, it's just, you know, you get better from it. It's, it's barely the flu. It's not for everybody. And it, and I'm glad that it was only that bad for Brad Beal, but it might not be for whoever catches it from Brad Beal that works on, uh, on their training staff or coaching staff or business department or people that he comes in contact, you know, locker room attendants, bus drivers, whatever. He's also like one percent of the top healthiest people in the world right now. That may not even matter. I mean, Jason right. Tatum is still using an inhaler for yeah. his bow with it. You, right. you think he thinks this is a, this is just nothing? Do you want it? That was time like for a Chicago Bears section recall. <laughs> fine. I'm okay with the events that are unfolding currently. Everything's fine. That's okay. Things are gonna be okay. 
Isn't it always a terrible time for everything's fine, Russ? No, this seemed extremely bad timing, but you know, that's why we pay Tony the, the big bucks. Tony considers that extremely good timing. Timing, Russ, everything's fine with the Chicago Bears. There's just one thing to mention to you. Um, um if, if there was any week to push back against that, I think it would be this one. Russ, please. Okay. Matt Nagy knows this is bad. He knows think he it's does. his fault. He's going to fix it, even though he's told you that before and we're still here having this conversation again. Anyway, <laughs> scoring average for the entire NFL last season was 25 points. That means every team on average in an NFL game was scoring 25 points. The Bears have scored fewer than that in 36 of Matt Nagy's 53 games. You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. Anyway, back to the NBA segment. Um, can we shift into some non-COVID foolishness? Because there's plenty more. Um, yes, uh, please. One guy we did not see at media day is Ben Simmons. And I just my only question about Ben Simmons is, um, did Ben Simmons watch Ben Simmons last season? I don't think he did. Because he's fighting for – he's kind of doing the James Harden move to try to get traded out of Philly. But – He's not James Harden. The problem is that somebody has to want you for this to work. Correct. I I don't I think Philly kind of messed this up. Like I, y'all know what, how what, what is Ben Simmons doing for the people that don't know? Ben Simmons is sitting out and he's not reporting to training camp with the 76ers. Uh thank you Tony. Um but the problem is it's not like he's coming off this amazing season and he's not this prolific scorer like James Harden was, as Jason alluded to. Um, he no, had one of the selling, worst. They'd be selling low. Yeah, he had one of the worst playoffs that we've seen in a long time from a quote-unquote superstar player. Yeah. Um, has a clear deficiency in his game on offense. Mm-hmm. And just that 
after the Sixers threw him under the bus, you know, following that last playoff game, he was kind of just like, all right, y'all. And to be honest, like, I don't begrudge him for that because don't want, don't ask me to come back after you just thrown me under the bus in front of the whole world. And now we got to play buddy, buddy again. No, get me out of here. Then if that's why y'all felt about me, trade me. So I'm with Ben on that. Like, I think the Sixers, like you can't like doc trying to backtrack now and being like, well, I kind of was asked the question, doc, you've been doing this long enough. If you didn't want to answer that question, you didn't have to, and you didn't have to answer it that way. He's doc is a, yeah, you're right. Eloquent speaker. You're right. right? And if right. Doc wanted to find a different way to answer the question about if Ben was a championship point guard, he could have answered it in that way. He didn't. He said, I don't know the answer to that question. And Ben has a lot of work to do, which isn't wrong. But at the same time, you can't get mad at Ben when he's just like, nah, Joel been throwing me under the bus for three years. Doc threw me under the bus after the last playoff game. Like, I don't want to be here. So get me out of here. He, to add to the way that you were uh, reframing the story, that's, see, Tony, that's an example of you doing a good job, asking us to reset and kind of bring everyone up to speed on what we've been following, but maybe not everyone has, so they can kind of be in on the cut. That's you doing a great job. I want that's to point what out. we pay you for, not that other yeah. stuff you'd be doing. Right. And I want to make sure we note that, though, Russ, with positive reinforcement in the instances. So in the does. pros and cons yeah. of Tony being our producer, let me mark one in the pro column. You got a long way to go, save. buddy, before you before we line these up. Make sure you save that for his year-end performance review. Year-end um, review? The, the, the Sexers wanted to go out to California to meet with him and were told, don't come. Like, you can fly out here all you want, but you can be staying at the hotel. You're not – we're not having dinner. We're not getting together. We're not going to Nobu or anything like that. Yeah, and, y'all have fun at Tao. <laughs> right. Um, and now the report – Today, Tuesday, the day that we're recording this, is that uh, now he now he is saying too, on top of all this, Russ, that he doesn't want to play with Embiid anymore, and not because he has mm-hmm. some problem with Embiid, although it seems like maybe he does, uh, mm-hmm. that their games are not compatible. And I just this is kind of how sports works. This is kind of how basketball works. Like you've seen James Harden do, you've seen other guys force their way. It's it's. I don't think this is a bad thing to try to force your way out by trade. That's part of the game. That's part of how that league works. That's one of the moves you can go to if you don't like your situation. It's really hard to do that unless you have major leverage. Like Ben Mm -hmm. Ben Simmons doesn't have that right now. Ben Simmons is a guy who should consider reconciling here and seeing if he can put together a good season. Then maybe try this whole move at the end of the year or maybe halfway through at the the trade deadline or something like that. But he he doesn't seem very self-aware in this entire scenario. I think he's not – I think the Sixers and Doc and what Doc was probably told, hey, his trade value is extremely low right now. Yeah. Um, we got to get him back in the fold at least for a little bit, at least for training camp and stuff like that. So, you know, we can trade. Otherwise, teams are like, he's not showing up to your camp anyway, so I don't have mm-hmm. to offer you that much. Mm-hmm. So, but Ben is like, no, I'm not here for your executive games mm-hmm. on the trade market trade me get me out of here i mean right now i wonder if it's as bad as if he would settle for a buyout if they can't find the necessary which is mm. something like that's the last they owe him max goal. money though yeah you know? he, doesn't want it, I mean, he doesn't want it that bad when it comes down to it <laughs> so like i mean i i guess you can maybe try and find him 
Yeah, you. That's the only. I think that's the only option they have now to just find them. But I think, I think this is interesting because I think there's wrong and right on both sides. Yeah, Uh, Ben, you have underperformed as Mm -hmm. as the number one overall pick, and for him not to be aware enough to understand how this stuff goes, um, and just expects the the team that depends on him when he misses, and it's not even the fact that. Guys miss shots. That just mm-hmm. happened. It's disappointing. But if you're taking the shot and being aggressive, no player. I mean, I play basketball my whole life. I'm a huge basketball fan. From my experience, nobody's going to ever get mad at you for taking a shot. Nobody. If you miss it or not. The anger part is, is when it looks like you're sabotaging. It feels like you're sabotaging mm-hmm. the team. By mm-hmm. him specifically not being aggressive enough offensively. Um, and it gets annoying. I, I'm sure they're extremely annoyed because they don't get a lot of shots at the apple, especially with Joel and B's knees. Yeah, they, they, they're not going to get a lot of shots. Borrow time. Right, mm-hmm. to win a championship. And when you're actively passing up free dunks to close out games on smaller defenders because you're scared to get fouled or shot, or, or um or to make a shot like how can they trust you how can anybody in the nba trust you to do anything joe Lacob, i think says something openly about him without getting fined um that says look can he even play in the fourth quarter like why am i paying all this money and i can't play him in the most crucial times mm-hmm. during nba games so i think that is the the universal thought about ben simmons and his feeling like, oh, I'm a great passer, I'm a great defender, that should look at Rondo. He does it. Rondo also isn't afraid to shoot. This is the most unique situation I've ever seen in the, in my NBA watching life, that here's a basketball player that doesn't want to play basketball. Russ, one of the things he brought up is a good point. Um, Philly knows where they're at and is pretty self-aware. Like they're, they were the number one seed in the East last year. They're trying to win a championship, so one other factor Ben Simmons doesn't seem to be considering is they're not going to trade him to anybody good. He's asking for a one-way ticket to Sacramento or Orlando here. They're not going to trade him to another team that they're trying to beat this year. Like Tony said, they've got a short window and And they've, they've they've done the smart thing of saying, Hey, look, we, we, Tony's right. It's gone bad on both sides, but they at least have realized our best case scenario here is probably to work this out. And Ben Simmons doesn't seem to get that. So unless he wants to go spend, uh, you know, the rest of his year, the rest of his, you know, contract playing for the Timberwolves or something like that, he he might want to reconsider. I think we're at the point of no return. Like, I don't think this can be fixed. And I think with as much money as Ben's making, I think he can go, he can get fined for a little while without really feeling that. Like that's a lot of money to lose. But at the same time, the Philly might have to just pay pennies on get pennies on the dollar for Ben Simmons. Like that's where we've got. If you get close to the opener and he hasn't shown up, then I mean that is his best course to put pressure on them. Yeah, look look what happened with Houston and the Rockets. <laughs> James, like, yeah, he uh, sat out and then he came back and and every time they people asked him about it, James was honest, like, hey, they know where I'm at. And, uh, you know, I love my teammates, but we know what time it is. And, and they got James out of there. You because, know? I mean, the, the the next course of action, instead of staying away, you come in and ruin the locker room. Right. 
That's the and that, quickest way to do and it. And that's what happened with Houston. Like, and Houston, Houston was not a good – Houston wasn't a playoff team, and that happened, right? Right. This is a number one seed in the East. There's actually something, that, something to spoil. There's something yeah. to lose, yeah. yeah. So you don't want that in January, Embiid and Simmons getting into a fight. Now you got that. And, like, yeah, you don't want that anymore. So they, they're going to have to just bite the bullet and trade them. I've been struggling lately with my exercise. I need to get on whatever that diet was that James Harden went on in the between Houston and Brooklyn. Yeah, he's to listen when you stop going to uh, Turkey Leg Hut, man. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine it's it's a lot you could do. Sued for that? I hope not. I, I specifically told him when you make this, I have to tell him this every time. Like, make sure it's something that's royalty free, something that we can't get sued over. And he always says, I don't yeah, know if you can. Can you it. get sued for a sound effect? I've never seen it. That doesn't. Well, I know what that shows us from. I just, I don't, I just didn't know if we'd get sued. But okay. What he does about this start, is, what he does about stuff like this, Russ, it, what he does about stuff like this is like, what Brad Beal does about COVID. Tony's always like, well, it's never hurt me. I've never been sued. Oh my gosh. Russ, 10 questions for you. I've written 10 questions that I'd like to ask you. Okay. Number one, are the Cubs playing the Phillies this week or is it the Pirates? And follow up, does anyone other than you know about this? Uh, They're playing the Pirates and I would imagine (laughs) that at least 40 other people besides me know about it. People that follow you on Twitter that are not bots know about it. <laughs> Correct. All right. And the uh, people like actually playing in the games. <laughs> the play, right. right. <laughs> Those guys. 40 man roster is aware. Correct. Yeah. Was that your joke and I missed it? That's that was a joke. joke. That, that was, was a very joke. good joke. It just took me a second. <laughs> That's one I would have caught when That's I was here. to it later and I would have been like, That's oh, that was I'm a here. good Russ joke. <laughs> Russ number two, when Robert Quinn does press conferences, does he look like a guy who has three kids in high school and isn't sure how he's going to pay for their college. Oh my gosh. I don't know how I'm supposed to answer that. Let's just Uh, go to number three. Number three, Russ, a very serious question. If you could only save one pair of your shoes, like in a fire or something, which ones, which shoes would it be? Oh man. Um, my grape Jordan fives. What's, is this an indelicate question? But what's the what's the what's the value on those? So I so I know I'm, I'm not um, really a sneaker guy. They retail about I think they retail at like two fifty. Do you wear those much, or are those like no? I don't somewhere. Okay. I I take them out once every six months. So it's like the Mona Lisa. Correct. Uh, number four, if I was wearing if I was wearing the Mona Lisa on my feet. Right. Uh, it sounds like you'd save those shoes over the Mona Lisa if it came down to it. Yes. Uh, the Mona Lisa, Mona Lisa, you know, like, good looking lady, but not that hot, in my opinion. Uh, anybody, number four, Rust. Anybody said that they're hot, that she's hot? At some point. Jason. 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 Uh, He's the only one. Rust, question number four. 
How would we know if Patrick Scales had lost a step? <laughs> it's a long snap. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, question number five, Russ. Did Matt Nagy hold back a laugh when he was asked the other day whether Nick Foles might be the one to fix this offense? Listen, man, that that's a fireable offense in and of itself. That the Although, I w- wait, wait. Yeah, no, the, the fact that he said Nick Foles' name. Uh, but I will say, Nick Foles, the only one keeping it a buck on the sideline, was like, yo, mm-hmm. Matt's offense isn't worth it. <laughs> He's been saying that in his own way since, like, the day that he started playing for the Bears. We should have believed him. He's been we telling the Monday Night Football crew that. He has been shouting it as loudly as he can in training camp press conferences that if somebody who knows how to use him would come get him and rescue him from this hostage situation he's in with the Bears where they're paying him $7 million a year. So it's not a bad hostage situation. Uh, I also think that Nick Foles has kind of a little bit of that Ben Simmons problem where he he doesn't realize that he's not very good. Question number six, Russ. If, in fact, a girl walks in with an itty-bitty waist as well as a round thing in your face... Do you get sprung? Yes. Number seven. Uh, This came to mind last week with the White Sox clinching their division. Does anybody ever buy division champs merch? Because I feel like that could only end up sad. That's a good question. Number eight, Like they do the loser shirts. Go ahead, Tony. How are you interrupting this? No, I'm saying they should just donate those shirts. They don't even make, just make them. If you're going to make them, make them and then donate them to like Haiti or. Yeah, they like send know. them to app, like third world countries. Yeah. Well, it's cool to win your division. It is. But I mean, nobody ever is just like, that's great, man. I'm so glad I have my division champs, whatever year hat. I, I don't see a lot of people really excitedly wearing Chicago Bears 2018 NFC North champion hats. Uh, Russ, number eight. How many times a day do you think Jason Peters says, I'm getting too old for this rigs? <laughs> hey, man, can I? I at what? I know. <laughs> no, that covers it. No, that covers no, 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 it. No. That, 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 that's, that's succinct. That does the job. Number nine. Is it just me or is Mark Tressman looking kind of cute? And finally, Russ, number 10. If Bulls guards Kobe White and Alex Caruso started their own podcast called Basketball Adjacent, would we have the grounds for a lawsuit? Oh, yeah, we're suing. You do, hey, you you could be uh, Alex Caruso's dad. Or... <laughs> <laughs> I just thought about that. You could be Alex Caruso's dad. <laughs> Aren't we probably not that far apart in age? He, you actually, he could be your dad. Some people it goes young. The hairline. Well, now that we mentioned this because he looks a little bit older, even though he's a pretty young dude. You texted me something so disrespectful the other day. I almost fought you. It wasn't. I almost fought you. Yeah, you like to talk about you, fighting. You, a lot. you would look. <laughs> All right, you you could be like, hey, Russ, 
and I'm gonna snuff you. Uh, you texted me and was like, "Hey, man, why in your email? There's a picture of me in my email." From and your when I was signature. Like, it's your signature. Yeah, email I was like, yes. in my personal, I'm like 23 years old in the pic, and uh, Jason's like, "Yo, you look so much younger, like right now, than you doing your signature pic." I right. said, oh, yeah, that was from, like, a long time ago. Um, he was just like, no, like, you look, like, 40 in that picture. Like, you look, like, 20 now. Yes. And I'm like, yeah, I, I get it, man. I get it. And then he keeps going, like, yo, you must have that Benjamin Button disease or something. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, all right, yeah. now you're getting disrespectful. Like, now yeah. I'm going to have to, like, DDT you into the table or something. I'm just <laughs> like, wondering what's happened where, like, current Russ looks like he could be that Russ's kid. I don't know, Jason. You know I don't what know. I think it is? In that photo, you're wearing a polo shirt. It's. I think it's a combination like, of that the shirt be. and then, like, the hair wasn't fully, like, blown out. Right. I had yeah. a very shorter yeah. hair. Yeah. I had uh, just a mustache. Yeah. The, the I didn't have a beard. I hadn't, Tony. like, hmm? Tony, stop. I just caught so, it So, late. Tony, you agree. You agree he looks younger now than in that picture that he took, like, five years ago. Significantly yeah, I would say. I, I, okay. I mean, it's I don't know. It's not just me, far. Russ. <laughs> Tony was like, I'm not just trying to do, say what you said. But, <laughs> but no, but I, yeah, I will the, admit. The pro look, look looks, looks better, I think, than the shorter hair look. And then if you wanted to dread it out, I think that would be nice, too, if you, like, ever wanted to, like, get it twisted or something like that. But, you know. I I will also say like I had just finished losing a whole bunch of weight in that photo mm-hmm. and I hadn't like put the muscle on underneath yet. So I was in this like weird mm. transitioning phase. So you with my, look healthier it, now, actually. I think I look I look way healthy and not you like I was healthier. Yes, but I, it was then I was like 195 pounds which to me is not a healthy weight but like i took when i look back at that picture i'm like damn i look sick almost but it was just like i didn't have anything underneath it so now well, it does look good. very professional it looks more professional than like some instagram photos or something like that it does look like something that would be at the bottom of a work email signature for sure yeah, yeah. <laughs> Now it's time for a Chicago Bears segment we call... This is fine. I'm okay with the events that are unfolding currently. Everything's fine. That's okay. Things are going to be okay. I'm not going to lie, man. Go ahead. I was going to say, after what I saw last week from the Bears, I don't know if I can take too much more. Everything's fine. Yeah, I was considering your feelings on that because, uh, as I originally told you, I had about 38 of these down significantly. But, um, Russ, could you have ever predicted there would be a problem going into a season with no left tackles and writing in with Sharpie Jermaine Effetti at right tackle? I'm sure you, like me and like Ryan Pace, are shocked that that hasn't worked out very well. Um, are you familiar with Jermaine Effetti? I am. Yeah, you hear his name a lot. Um, his official full name is Jermaine Effetti False. He gave up some sacks against the Browns, and uh, he actually got away with holding, I noticed, when I was going back through the film. He got away with holding on the sack that he gave up to Tack McKinley early in the third quarter. So even when cheating, Jermaine Effetti still not stopping anybody. 
Hold on. Uh, guys, my what bad. did you guys do while I was trying to it do was my Tony. My, it's my, always my Tony. It's never me. It's never me. Why are you sabotaging so you know, my bit, Tony? You know how you say I like take you to the edge and like push you off? That's what Tony yes. does to me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. I was going to say like they have a 39-year-old left tackle. That's right. Jason Peters. He was fishing when they called him. Who's at home? Is, is, is anybody at home? Wanting he to play football, they called him on the landline. He should go back home because if you listen to that introductory press conference, he said Juan Castillo, the Bears' offensive line coach, called him and he said, "Uh oh, <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> what?" I, I'm in a tough spot with Jason Peters because it doesn't look good, and it it's never bad, seemed, and it never seemed like a great plan to go with him as your starter when at the time you got him, you're, you're like going into week one, almost at the season opener. And we're like, and we don't know if he can make it through a whole game, uh, you know, stamina wise. And it's pretty scary that they, they signed him and he came in and like day one became their starting left tackle better than everyone else they've got. But on the flip side of that, Russ, like I, I have a ton of respect for Jason Peters. Jason Peters is an, um, has had an amazing career. Hall of Famer. Probably, probably a Hall of Famer. Tough dude. I love his whole persona. I love I love that opening press conference when he comes in and he's like, they're like, hey, uh, Jason, you're you're coming here to start. I mean, what if that doesn't happen? And he's like, I don't care. If I don't start, I'm still staying. I'm playing. Like, I, I'm this isn't a free paycheck for me. He's he is gutting it out. Problem is, he's 39, and there's only so much gutting it out you can do at 39. So it, it's pretty bad right now. But also on the flip side, like it's still Jason Peters, and I still. I still have a lot of respect for this player and this person. I I know we're making jokes about Jason. I, I and I respect everything you just said. To me, it's like the more things change, the more they stay the same. Because this feels a lot like when the Bears went out and got Orlando Pace at the end of his career. And this might be worse than that. Um. So, yeah, man, it's you should never start out a sentence with the Bears 39 year old left tackle. No, not good. Tony, hit me again. Let's do it again. Come on. Now it's time for a Chicago Bears segment we call... This is fine. I'm okay with the events that are unfolding currently. Everything's fine. That's okay. Things are going to be okay. Russ, are you familiar with Matt Nagy? Yes. <laughs> yes. So if the uh, if the Rams and the Browns end up making the playoffs, like most of us think they will, uh, that would mean that as of now, Matt Nagy is three and thirteen against playoff teams in his career. Two out of those three are against the Vikings, and uh, one of those was a season finale where neither team had anything to play for. You know what I'm starting to feel like? I'm Colin Mark Tressman. I'm starting to feel like he's gotten promoted for being a nice guy. I think he is a nice guy. I think that's true that he's a nice guy. And uh, but I think that yeah, he could probably sell himself pretty well in a job interview. I would think. Yeah, and I think he's a charlatan. Explain. Check the uh, definition of that. Yeah, I'm not sure if you know what that means. Yeah, Tony, I need you to. Do you know what charlatan means, bro? In context, I think I know what it means. 
Well, no, he's right. He's, he's kind of right. A con artist. Yeah. I was worried it meant something else. <laughs> I was getting it confused with uh, Hartlet. <laughs> oh my god! Well, and that's why I was like, uh, "Is Tony using the right word?" There? But okay, no. So you mean like a snake oil salesman? You mean like a guy yeah. that tells you every week, "I know how to fix this, and I'm going to fix this," and then we're sitting there having the same conversation? A seven shyster. Days, seven yeah, days I mean, later. Yeah, he's like, "Oh man, we had." This. Well, it started. Well, it started actually last year, but it really started for me this week when he's like, "Man, I didn't know how good Justin Fields was, you know, but we didn't give him the starters reps, so we didn't know." And I'm like, what? And then obviously he got um, uh, schematically assaulted, you know, <laughs> by the Browns. <laughs> um, and it's like he's he's the in the room of the smart guys with you know McVeigh and Shanahan. Right. He's the guy that's like, hey guys, and they're like, look at this guy. He thinks he's one of us. <laughs> And then they're like, hey, uh, Matt, meet us over there. We're going to be over there. He's like, all right, guys, I'll see you over there with the cool, smart coaches table. And they're like, we're not going over there. Hey, Tony, Tony, do, uh, to, to do, hey, guys, uh, oh, Matt hurt Nagy. Feelings hurt, hurt feelings athlete? Hurt feelings athlete coming back? Do, Who's he going to do? Hurt, do hurt feelings Matt Nagy when uh, uh, Sean McVay and Kyle Shanahan laugh at him? Okay. See. <laughs> hey guys. <laughs> We're the young coaches crew, you know? The young the kid genius crew. Why why are you guys laughing at me? Wait, I mean, just because like I, I, I have yeah, I have occasional seven yards of offense in, during the game, but I mean everybody can't win, right? Come on, guys. Like you know, young young Quarter young quarterback gurus crew together, right? Wait, say I'm not an idiot in Matt Nagy hurt feelings, bro. I'm not an idiot, guys. <laughs> you need to start writing the lines for this, Russ. Kevin Stefanski, another one of those guys, the coach that just uh, like Bears had a pretty good pass rush Sunday too, and that coach figured it out. Kevin Stefanski, a couple years younger than Matt Nagy, even. Let's let's just get the last one out of the way because this is this is hard. Wait, for us. wait, 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 no. On this subject executive... anyway. It's on this subject anyway. Go ahead. Now it's time for a Chicago Bears segment we call This is fine I'm okay with the events that are unfolding currently Everything's fine That's okay Things are gonna be we'll okay We'll come back to you, Russ We'll come back to you Executive decision? Let's not do these anymore Because they, they just get you two down? <laughs> Me and the rest of the list. When, when I see your tweets on Sundays It's like I... It's borderline like someone needs to go check on you. I feel like I mean, I just had a bad day every Sunday. I just shouldn't feel like I know being a head coach is probably a hard job, but I shouldn't feel like I know as much, if not more than you as the head coach of the Chicago Bears. Well, there are some people that seem to know better than he does. Uh, It's not just the opposing coaches that are laughing at Matt Nagy right now. Not that Miles Garrett laughed per se, Russ, but uh, everything's fine. Everything's fine. I just want to preface it with that. But uh, yo, if we've if we've learned anything today, everything is not fine. We usually learn that on Sundays. Uh, Miles Garrett said that stopping the Bears quote came easily once they saw that Matt Nagy was going to keep Justin Fields in the pocket all day and basically just run the Andy Dalton plays with him. I hate the Bears. Bye. <laughs>
we're going to get to our new favorite segment, uh, Tony Adulting, in a second. And this week's topic, uh, very fun. We're talking about traveling with with old Anthony Gill. We're not going to say young Tony anymore because, as we've all learned, that's not the truth. All right? So that's the so, subject today, Tony. It will be how adults travel. So start getting your – while I'm telling the story, yeah. start getting your mind working about traveling. So I was going to say head. I was flying from uh, – Philadelphia to Chicago okay. last week and had to get a really early flight because I needed to drive to Milwaukee mm-hmm. and caught an 8 a.m. flight out of Philly to get back home. And I get on board full flight, packed flight on United. So, shout out to United, even though they don't pay us for advertising. Um, Really smooth flight. Okay. The problem was full flight and there were more kids on this flight than I think I'd ever seen on a flight before mm. and when I say kids I'm talking sub five years old. Because the 8 a.m. flight is usually like the business person's flight I feel Correct. like. Correct so that I was shocked yeah. there was a lot and along with these kids there were a lot of just families and all this so needless to say there was a lot of talking on this flight and I just think there should be a STF you rule on flights right <laughs> where if any flight before 9 a.m no talking man we just get on the flight let's get to our destination and go about our business like this shouldn't be there was way too much conversation for eight in the morning i think that there is kind of a unwritten rule about that but i don't think it lasts all the way till the 8 a.m flights i think if you're flying really late at night or like 6 a.m flight in the morning then you're going to get a quiet plane with the exception, of course, of anything traveling in or out of Vegas. There's this thing like on the train, like they have like the quiet car. They, yeah, need, to oh, yeah. have that for, they need to have that for like planes, man. Like, hey, let's kind of just keep it down. The sun hasn't really gotten up yet. No, the sun like, is up by eight, Russ. Come on, Stop. Man. You know Not that. in my mind. You know that. No. <laughs> so, Tony, traveling. And as we've established on the show, you haven't done a ton of that. So the fact that we're even talking to you about yes. this is very funny to me. Um, with these guys, I got this. Yeah. Do, no, you, do you? All right. No, we're about to find out. So my first thing for you, Tony, um, you have a trip to take. What time are you getting to the airport? Two hours before. All right. Wow. Good job, he, Tony. He's right. He is right. Um, the How only did you come except- up with that number, Tom? Um, well, in my experience in traveling, uh, if you don't have... Uh, do you mean, by, by your experience traveling, do you mean the one time you flew to Atlanta like six months ago? Is that what you're <laughs> yes. referring to? Okay, and my expertise on. at traveling. Yes. Um, if you don't, especially if you don't have a person that is in a wheelchair that you can just kind of slide right through, um, it's going to be a minute. And uh, I hate that part. It's the worst part of traveling, which is why a big reason why I don't travel is just I don't like waiting for things. I like to just go right to where I need to go, sit down, and go to the place I'm supposed to go. Um, you need to get there early, so to make sure that you one get on you know your plane on time, and two nobody wants to be stressed out. Like this isn't like missing a bus, you know, right. or or train or something like. You're missing an uh, an entire flight, and nobody wants that. It sucks. So yes, two hours is uh, the requisite amount of time. TSA pre-check, Tony. The best 
uh, $85 you will ever spend. You know what that is, Tom? I do. Okay. It's $85 for a five-year pass, so it's pretty good. Yeah, uh, $85 and they don't touch your junk. Um, They will if they have to still, but uh, how, how early do you get to the airport, Russ? Uh, an hour. Okay, so that's more like me. And it, it's, this, is, this is a really weird feeling right now because it's like Tony is giving the more adult answer than what I would say is honestly the answer for me because I cut it close sometimes. And my wife would have agreed with everything that Tony said and, and um, nothing that I'm about to say, but you can, you can still make it, you know, razor thin margin at like 35 to 45 minutes before a flight. You don't want to be doing that, but you can. You can. I've gotten through O'Hare and I've gotten there 35 minutes before a flight on like a late night flight when O'Hare is pretty empty, and you can you can still do it if you have that only that only works if you're not checking a bag though. Yeah, you got to have everything really working in your favor for that. But yes, the two hours, two hours. Tony got that one right. I'm I'm impressed. All right, well, that was the first one. It's still time to be disappointed. Go ahead, yeah. Jason. Tony, when you get somewhere on this flight, you're going to need a place to stay. What is the minimum amount of money you should be spending on a hotel? And I want to I want to explain here though, for someone like you that has a very good job and has money, not not everybody is in that position. But for someone like you that has a good job, what is the minimum amount of money you should be spending on a hotel? Hmm, one hundred fifty dollars. That's another very adult answer, Russ. He's getting all these right. How are you getting these right when you are uh, neither an adult nor a traveler? This is this is what I assume adults do. Right, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask Tony this question. Mm-hmm. $150 for your entire stay? Yes. Oh, okay. Incorrect. See, that's why you gotta ask more questions. <laughs> I thought he meant. That's, I'm nope, sure see, he I, I knew. I knew, I'm like, this is too good to be true. It's that's for a three day weekend true. for Tony. Tony, hmm. no, absolutely not. Why not? That seems like a lot for one hundred fifty dollars for the entire stay. A day? No, you're not at the right hotel if that's what you're if you're paying like fifty bucks a night. That's what Jason. That's why you ask follow up questions in our our field as reporters because you, you, I couldn't let him get no because I knew Tony. I, I know Tony. And then the secondary plan is call up one of Russ's dips. Oh, and then like I just oh 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 Tony, no, no, there's not, there's not where this thing was going. I was Tony, worried, if I was worried that his answer was either going to be that or um, stay with my cousin or something like that. Tony, so a three night stay at for one hundred fifty dollars, it's fifty fifty dollars a night, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You can afford a, a nicer hotel than that, bro. I mean, the hotels anywhere should be happy to take whatever I give them because we're in a pandemic. Um, Tony, that's not how that work. I, feel I don't like think that's you, how it should work. You might not be happy to get something back. <laughs> yeah. No, you need to have a bare minimum standard there. One of the things with hotels is if it's too cheap to believe it, then it actually is too cheap. You need to Correct. upgrade a little bit. Now, that does not apply to. There's a lot of people that it, it's a it's a struggle to get that together or whatever. Correct. Tony, right. You're an executive, but Tony. You have a business you can stay somewhere for 150 bucks a night bro yeah you really need to you really need to mark that down in your mind because you if you start traveling with a significant other um that that you're at your 150 total for the stay is not gonna fly i'm like this is what we got 
150 bucks for the budget. No, she's she's she'll say I rather stay home. Yeah, or she'll find a she's, new Tony. Honestly. Go ahead, Russ. All right. Tony, oh my gosh, 150 bucks for a three-day trip. I thought, I thought um, he nailed that one and then he was way off. Nope. All right, let's let's say you you you're trying to decide, all right, do I where to kind of move spin Jason's question forward. Hotel or Airbnb? Hmm. When I went to Atlanta, I stayed in an Airbnb, which was cool. So 100% of Tony's travels, he's chosen the Airbnb, Russ. Um, so, um, I don't know. Whatever whatever can get me 150 bucks through the weekend. <laughs> All right. I imagine you can stay at a... He goes up with the cash, and he's like, what can I get for this? <laughs> Is there a wrong answer out of those two? I've never stayed at an Airbnb, well, but I've heard that they're nice. I'd rather stay at a hotel than an Airbnb. That's Same. me personally. Same. Same. But I, if the key, if he, he was to say Airbnb, it'd have to be a nice, like, there's a lot of Airbnbs out there. I wouldn't stay in all of them. You know what I'm saying? So, like, you have to do your research, make sure it's in a good area. To me, personally, there's something about knowing that somebody has a key to the place that you're staying. And I know somebody who's out there is probably saying, well, the hotel does too. I can sue Marriott. Like, I don't know Jim from down the street, well, you know? The hotel very much does, Russ. I had my hotel in Cleveland over the weekend. I got, I checked in, got to my room. There was an issue where the shower was already dripping when I got in there. And I don't really even care that much about something like that, except that I would hear it probably. And it would probably, if that's going to drip the entire two nights that I'm there, that's going to be a problem. So I call down and I'm like, hey, I gotta, you guys either gotta fix this or move my room. That's what you do, by the way, Tony, when you pay money for a hotel, you, if the room's not right, then you ask for a right room. I don't expect them to have every room perfect 100% of the time, but if it's not, they should fix it. Uh, anyway, the manager was, uh, the manager, he, he escorted me to the new room, but while, and, and very helpful, and I appreciate all that, uh, several times, Russ, on our journey from the front desk to my new room, at least three or four times, he was sure to tell me that I have a key that opens every door in the hotel. Every oh. door. Oh. So I put some furniture in front of the door when I went to bed that night. Oh. Little that, that, I would have asked a follow-up. Man, what have, what have you walked in on in your oh. career as the key holder of every room in the <laughs> you hotel? You want to book him for the show, Tone? Yeah, definitely. Def- those stories would be interesting. Yeah, man, I was walking in and somebody was getting crazy. I was like, whoa. Okay, Tony. <laughs> Rest of he, did uh, move on. Oh, no, 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 move on. No, no, please, no, 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 we're not moving on. Why, why are we going to just not. do a bunch of stuff that we have to edit out anyway? Go ahead. <laughs> I mean, it was like 18. I was like, whoa. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> The funny part, we're going to put the bleep over that, is going to sound so much funnier. Um, but also, hey, man, to each their own. I, I lost track of even what your question was to him originally. It don't matter. Answered. It's not important. Okay. It's not important. We don't I'm going to go out. I'm going to go ahead and dead the segment right here. I have one more question right for him. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. And then we'll dead it. All right, Tony. So let's. Tony, are you paying attention? Tony, look, look at me. Okay, so you're you're traveling with your significant other. Can you pay attention, please? 
<laughs> All right, I'm with Russ. Let's end it. <laughs> doesn't belong in there. Ross, would you like to hear the news <laughs> that we didn't get to on today's show? Well, if as long as what we just talked about <laughs> is not in there, yes. <laughs> y'all are on one today. <laughs> Audience, I so, wish y'all could hear that entire conversation. No, but don't, there tease, is absolutely don't tease them like this. No no way. Patreon coming soon. No. Too hot I will set it up internet. and I will post it and I will make it. If we had a Patreon, I'd be willing to put that on there. Though. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Jason. For the right amount of money, Russ. If you the right amount of money, Patreon, man. Yeah. Let us know. Tweet at us. Review us. Say, hey, make a Patreon. All that. Let okay. the let Jason and Russ exclusive know exclusive content. You will, you will pay for the exclusive if, content. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I don't unedited think people would pay for of sports adjacent. I don't think people would pay for our unedited uh version of sports adjacent content. But there's so much stuff that we can't put out that if somebody paid for, eh, I'd be willing to put it out. <laughs> <laughs> Russ, the Rams look amazing. Uh, yeah, five three and O teams, and probably the only serious ones. Maybe the Cardinals. Cardinals might end up being okay. They actually, those teams play each other this Sunday, so that should be a good game. You might find that more interesting than whatever happens at Soldier Field at noon. Always. Um, the uh, the Rams beat the defending champion Bucks thirty four twenty four. They're up thirty four seventeen late. You know, until there was like a final minute touchdown, I believe. And uh, that that looks like a Super Bowl team to me. What do you think? Do you think the Rams? Out of everybody in the league, I mean, you've seen the Chiefs, you've seen the Ravens, you've seen Tampa, the Packers. Are you putting the Rams in the Super Bowl? Um, They're in that mix. I, I think the one guy who is, out of everybody, upset about the Rams' success, it's Calvin Johnson. Why? Calvin Johnson is... The famous look- wide receiver from the Lions? Correct. What's Calvin Johnson is looking at his buddy Matt Stafford thriving in L.A. after mm-hmm. he got out of Detroit, slinging that thing, Paul. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> slinging it to Cooper Cup and Robert Woods. Yes. Making it happen, running down the field, all excited. Deshaun, they got Deshaun Jackson out the bed. He's still running for 75-yard touchdowns at like 39 years old and having a great time. And Calvin's like, man, we I was stuck in Detroit my whole career and didn't get the opportunity to get out of there and, and see what life was like on the other side. And Matt out here thriving. But, no, good for Matt Stafford, man. He's he's doing it. When you asked me to guess who I thought would be mad about that, I actually thought you were going to say Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy because the Rams and the Bears were kind of in the same place in 2018 and 2019. And then the Rams dug their way out of that hole. Over the last two seasons, they were pretty good last season, and they look very, very good this season. Uh, speaking of the Cardinals, I've never seen this before, I, and I'm sure – I think they played the Jaguars, so I'm sure you didn't see a moment of this game. But in the Cardinals-Jaguars game, Rondale Moore was getting ready to catch a punt, and the ref threw a flag, and the flag hit the ball as he was about to catch it, and he lost the punt. He was lucky enough to recover, but I've never seen something like – I've seen refs get run over – I think you've seen baseballs like grounders have hit an umpire. I've never seen a flag. There's no way the ref meant to do it. You couldn't possibly time that well enough if you're the ref to do that. But the right, probably about 10 feet or eight feet from Rondale Moore, like very late in the play as he's about to catch it, the flag hits the ball and redirects it just enough for him to fumble it. 
I saw the Gus Johnson call of the kick six from that game. Very entertaining. I I saw that play, but it was on mute for some reason, and I think it was on a, in a press box TV, so I didn't get to hear it. How can you reenact it for us? Because we can't play it. What's my best Gus Johnson impression? Oh my God, he's taking it back! Oh, Jamal Agnew touchdown, and like then Gus passes out because he's used, <laughs> he's used all his energy to describe the play, and that's why we love Gus Johnson. I like that. That was good. Climaxed and passed out. <laughs> oh my gosh thank you Tony yes that's usually Yo, can... fall asleep right after <laughs> oh, uh, Russ you'll be yeah. devastated to hear this but Elon Musk and Grimes have broken up and I mean if if those two crazy kids can't make it what hope is there for the rest of us they name their kid hashtag Dollar a- sign, yeah, slash something. AX12 euro sign, I think, is it? I don't know. Yes, it's something like that. And now, Russ, uh, I'm going to read to you a list of every quarterback I've ever covered. Okay. Dante Culpepper, but not the good one with the Vikings. Uh, Joey Harrington, Cleo Lemon, Trent Green, John Beck. Some of these names you haven't heard of, huh? Uh now I'm a little detour here into college football where I covered University of Florida. They've had some very famous quarterbacks. None of them will be on this list. John Brantley, Trey Burton, Jeff Driscoll, Jacoby Brissett, uh, back to NFL now, Ryan Tannehill, but before he got good, Matt Moore, David Fales. There's a quarterback whose last name is Fales, and he has played for both of the teams that I've covered. Jay Cutler, Post Bears, Brock Osweiler, which was like a pretty big deal in Miami for about a month. We did Brocktober. Remember, he beat the Bears. Uh, Mitch Trubisky, Chase Daniel, Nick Foles, Andy Dalton. Please, God, let Justin Fields be good and interesting. <laughs> so it's you. It's your fault. You're the common denominator. Seems to be something. And finally, Russ, a hamster is trading cryptocurrency and his portfolio is up 20% since he started in June. Have you heard of Mr. Gox, G-O-X-X? Wait, what's his name? Gox with a G. <laughs> Mr. Gox is the hamster's name. Is that slang for something that I don't know? Well, I mean, I've heard that term before, but <laughs> you know what? It's not important. Keep going. It, I read it in NPR. It can't be that offensive. Uh, anyway, uh, an unidentified person, I don't know where they are, but they, they set up this very high-tech cage with a wheel and two tunnels. So the hamster runs in the wheel. And it's almost kind of like Wheel of Fortune or Price is Right, where when he gets off the wheel, it lands on a particular type of cryptocurrency. So it selects one of them. Name, name some for me, like Do- Dogecoin, Dogecoin. Dogecoin, Bitcoin. Yeah. Any, there's tons yeah. of them. And then the two tunnels are, there's one for buy, one for sell. And whichever one he runs through, his account automatically buys or sells that cryptocurrency. Uh, he has his own Twitter it's at Mr. Gox, M-R-G-O-X-X. I'm going to be nervous every time I say that now. The only person he follows is Elon Musk. But this is all automated, and you can follow it on Twitter. And by being up 20%, he's outperforming Bitcoin, the NASDAQ 100, and Warren Buffett's company, uh, Berkshire Hathaway. I need to uh, get some crypto advice from Mr. Gox over there. Yeah, you might want to look him up, yeah. Um, I have an update for you, by the way, on a previous important news story from about a month ago. 
Okay. Do, do, do you remember the zebras that escaped in uh, in Maryland? You know, it's funny. I was going to be like, is it the zebras? But I didn't want to say. Is. But okay. Yeah, I remember uh, that. Still haven't been caught. Still on the loose. People are seeing them, taking pictures of them. There's just zebras running around Maryland. I, they've been loose for a month. Nobody's been able to catch these things. That's going to do it for this interesting episode of Sports Adjacent. Great episode. Our 30th uh, episode. Yo, 30, 30 episodes. episodes I'm mad we waited this long to say that we've had 30 episodes of Sports Adjacent. That's great. Um, we've been consistent. I'm not going to say consistently good, but we've been consistent. Tony's, Tony's still here somehow. Tony has been here for 30 episodes. Thank you, Tony. We appreciate you. All the work that you do um, and the other stuff, you know. <laughs> um, and we appreciate all the listeners who've joined in on this wild roller coaster of pods for 30 episodes. We appreciate Ivy Shirts being our first sponsor on this uh wild ride once again you can use promo code adjacent 10 to get 10 percent off free shipping we also have uh some fun partnerships coming up that we're really excited about uh and can't wait to tell you guys about those um our twitter handles at jason leisure at the tony gill at rest underscore underscore dorsey one on twitter also you can follow our show account at sports underscore adjacent be sure to like, comment, subscribe. Give us five stars. Leave a review wherever you listen to your podcast, whether that's Spotify, Apple, Twitcher. Um, did I miss anything, gentlemen? You said Twitcher. Is that something? Is Twitcher? Stitcher. 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 Okay. All right. My bad. I'm not trying to correct you. I honestly didn't know. I thought maybe. No, I was wrong. I was wrong. Stitcher. That's first. First time in 30 episodes. <laughs> all right. All right. You were running up there like, I, like it was like the series finale. I was like, wait a minute, are we done? Like forever? No, 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 we no, no, no. We're gonna, we have Thank a, you another 30 to go. on this journey. Thank you to Obvious Shirts. You supported us from the start to the end. Mm-hmm. It made me feel like we were done. No, absolutely not. We're just it. getting started. Okay. We're right, just good. getting started. Uh, and I'm really excited for everything we've been able to do over this, what is it, like seven months of pods? Yeah, uh, something well, like that. Yeah, yeah. Started it in March, and we are in October when the time this this pod comes out. We'll be one day before, yet, despite Tony's best efforts. Look, Tony's it. tried, but we, we still here. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna try. There's gonna be a lot of editing to be done, Tom. Um, for Russ Dorsey, that's Jason Leisure. That's Tony Gill. We will see you guys next week. Thanks for listening to Sports Adjacent with Jason Leisure and Russell Dorsey. Be sure to download, subscribe, and give the podcast five stars. You can check out the latest episode of Sports Adjacent on all digital streaming platforms. I'm very much adjacent. For a couple hours, I thought I was hood. But then all that happened, I was like, you know what, James? You adjacent to the mother. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.